So we got engaged two years ago in April. And then um, we, we got married on our original date. So we always wanted to have this a little longer engagement, so like a two year engagement. But then because of Corona, we couldn't visit before. Welcome to the You and Me podcast. Today we are interviewing Sabina Nielsen. Welcome to the podcast, Sabina. Thank you so much. We are really excited to have you on. Now, um, to our audience, you may have seen Sabina's wedding photos on Instagram. It seems like she's had this full-fledged affair of weddings. Um, so I'm pretty sure you've probably come across one of her photos online. I'm so, so excited to interview you today. We can't wait to hear all about it. So oh, we might thank just... you. I'm really excited <laughs> to be here as well. We might kickstart with, could you please tell us about yourself? Yes. So my name is Sabina. I am from Finland, um, but Swedish is my mother tongue. So that's always a bit of a a twist for people. Not a lot of people know that um, both Finnish and Swedish are actually official languages in Finland. Um, and I work as a model. And my husband, who I just married two months ago, <laughs> is German-Swedish. So we have this sort of Nordic connection. Does it feel weird to call him your husband? It does. But you know what felt even weirder? Fiance. Like that was mm. we- too weird for me. Like it's such a feminine word in a way like boyfriend is cool husband I'm I'm getting used to um but yeah fiance was weird so I'm yeah. happy we're past that point <laughs> I never called my husband my fiance I always called him my partner I never could get around the fiance word either I don't know what it was maybe that's what it was maybe it was too feminine as a word I feel like it's feminine and then it's like very much like you feel the need to tell people that you're you're about to get married or it's like this very specific yeah. time in your life where you're like yes I'm about to get married <laughs> <laughs> so um how did how did you and your partner or well, your husband <laughs> see there I go deflect straight up how did you and your husband meet so we actually met in London uh we did a master's degree together so I just spent um a year and a half in Australia, which is funny because I know that's where you guys are from. Oh, no way. Where uh, where did you live? Sydney. Bondi, very typical um, <laughs> sort of move to come over to, to Australia. And then I was only meant to stay for like a month or two. Um, and then I absolutely fell in love and ended up staying for, yeah, nearly a year and a half. Um, and then I'd already applied actually for my master's degree before, and I was considering going and studying in Shanghai, but then, yeah, Sydney was too good. So stay there for a bit and then decided to the same university has a campus in London. So then I, I asked if I could change to London instead. And that's what happened. I moved to London and that's how I met my husband. So we did our master's together there in London. Um, New York and Shanghai, which is a pretty cool, cool master's degree. Oh, great. And um, how did your partner propose? So, <laughs> not a funny story. Um, he actually proposed to me in Lisbon and it was very, very unexpected because we were never meant to be in Lisbon in the first place. 
Um, so I'd, um, I'd come from New York. I'd been in New York for a month. This is, this is modeling for you. So you're always kind of coming and going. And then uh, we were meant to be flying to the Algarve for a weekend. And then we missed our flight. We had a flight from Hamburg to um, Lisbon and then Lisbon to Faro. And we missed the second flight because the first one was delayed. And I had already traveled New York, Dublin, Dublin, Hamburg, Hamburg, Lisbon by this oh, point. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and um, we weren't allowed to take our bags, but um, they told us our options are you can either wait at the airport for six hours for the next flight, or you can just come back tomorrow. And we were like, you know what? Why don't we have a good night in Lisbon? So we jumped into a taxi, told the taxi driver to drive towards the city, um, quickly Googled some hotels in, in the taxi, uh, my boyfriend found one. I kind of saw from the corner of my eye that it looked a bit nicer than I'd expected. I kind of thought we could just do, do a cheap one. Um, and then we got there and we had this beautiful room overlooking the entire city. And that's where he proposed to me, which oh, yeah, was wow. very, very unexpected considering we were never, never even meant to be there in the first place. Uh, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing, but it is probably one of those things where the time was right and you know a bit of an un unexpected turn of events probably added to that surprise and the moment and you know it, the memory so he was actually meant to propose the next day so he had it all planned it was meant to be this little boat trip to a little deserted island that obviously all you know fell apart um because we, we stayed a night and our, our flight was delayed and, and he'd also apparently checked the weather forecast, which was horrible. Um, and then, yeah, one of the, the things I remember the most from his like proposal was that um, he said how we, like what he loves about us is that we always turn things to something fun and positive. Like it, it could have been a bad experience, like no bags, me traveling for 20 hours. Um, delayed flights, extra night in Lisbon, all of that. But yeah, we tend to to have a lot of fun together and, and turn things um, to something positive. And that's when he thought, actually, this is exactly the right moment. And we had an amazing, unexpected night, sort of restaurant bar hopping in, in Lisbon as newly engaged. Oh my gosh, it, act, it sounds so dreamy. And probably everybody sitting here listening to it a lot of Australia's in lockdown at the moment. So bar hopping in Lisbon, bar hopping in Lisbon sounds like a dream. So you guys, you know, you're, you're obviously really worldly. Um, you've had amazing experiences globally. How did you go about choosing Mykonos? What, what was the draw to get married there for you guys? We, we traveled to Mykonos together for the first time, I think it was six, so maybe it's even seven years ago now. Um, and we went to a place called Scorpios, which became our favorite place in the world. Like we absolutely fell in love with the island and this beach club. Um, we'd been there once, like this was the first time we were there. And Lino, my husband, just said that this would be a pretty cool place to get married at. And marriage was not on the cards at the time. And it just kind of stayed in our minds and we could never, we, we looked at Portugal, we looked at Ibiza, we looked at Finland and we just couldn't get that place out of our heads. We were like Scorpios is our favorite place in the world. Um, but by now it's grown like huge. Like every time, every year we went, it became bigger and bigger. Um, 
but we just kind of couldn't get it out of our heads. And then um, Soho Rock House opened five minutes um, from Scorpios, which Lena is a Soho House member. So we'd, we'd visited Soho, like different Soho houses around the world. And we really liked the concept and we just, we were sold. We were like, okay, this is it. And so planning your wedding from afar, even though you'd been there before, even though you've got these connections, how, how did it work for you? How did it go? Was it easy? Um, no, I wouldn't say it was easy, especially all during COVID. Um, but finding a wedding planner was actually the first thing we did. So that's, I would definitely recommend anybody to get a wedding planner, especially for a destination wedding, I couldn't have done it without um, Lisa, a wedding planner from Island Smith. She's she's absolutely amazing. So we found her, and I also had two options. Like I could have just gotten a wedding planner from Mykonos or one from Hamburg, where we're based in at the moment. But I I complicated things a little little more and found Lisa, who's based in the UK. Um, but I just loved everything that she had done, and I thought because it's a destination wedding and because I can't be there the whole time, I can either go with someone who is close to me and it's easy to keep in contact with, but I have to sort of explain to them everything that I want. We have to go through every little single detail, or I can just get Lisa, who's, I love everything what she had done so far. And I just knew I could trust her and she could just do it all for me. And yeah, it turned out amazing. So I'm very, very happy with her. And so did she, was she the catapult for you to find all your suppliers to use for your wedding? She was, but she had also never done a wedding in Mykonos. So it was also all new to her. So we kind of worked through everything together. Um, so her rock house were super lovely. Um, it's not a typical wedding location at all. So they'd never done a wedding before and they were a little hesitant to start with. Um, but the, the team became like family to us. Like everyone was so amazing. Um, we, we kind of planned it all together. Um, most of the things were done super last minute. So we got engaged two years ago in April and then, um, we, we got married on our original date. So we always wanted to have this a little longer engagement. So like a two year engagement, but then because of Corona, we couldn't visit before. So we'd always planned like we'll visit a couple months before and we'll organize everything. And then we weren't able to visit anymore in the end. And we did every, we literally traveled to Mykonos exactly a week before the wedding on the day that Soho Rock House opened that year. And we just did everything there on the last week. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, and that's, that's, a really hard thing to do. I mean, it's out of your control because of the location and it being a destination wedding. But did you, were you stressed or were you worried having uh, such a short time to get there and then so many details that you had to plan? Yes and no. I mean, without Lisa, I would have been super stressed. She also then <laughs> arrived, I think on the Thursday, yeah, literally like two days before and then we just handed everything over to her and we said Lisa you are now our brains you're our heart you're everything just make all the decisions we're gonna take these two last days and just enjoy ourselves before um so yeah it was a little bit challenging but I also I stayed 
luckily stayed or both of us Lena and I both of us stayed pretty positive throughout this all so Mm -hmm. we this was our original date we had all our friends like changing their wedding dates and we just like very strongly believed in this date and we didn't want to give up and we just had this very strong trust I feel like we always like when one of us got a little less hopeful the other one kind of stood up and was positive so we went in sort of waves and then um in January I wrote this manifestation letter where it said that you know our wedding's going to take place it's going to be amazing all our friends and family are going to be there um and it all worked out um yeah Greece opened a week before all our friends traveled there everyone remained healthy um yeah could not have been happier but we had we had this relaxed attitude you know that it was everyone's first party in a very long time anyway so the small details didn't really matter although actually they were also all all perfect so we're really lucky but yeah it was a little bit stressful (laughs) okay so wow so I don't even know what where to start unpacking that just there. So you arrived the week before, your wedding planner arrived two days before, and then you just, as a one big family, leaned on everybody to make this happen. Did you uh, take inspiration as you were going um, from Instagram or from the local surrounds or, you know, obviously being a destination wedding, you're, you're not in control of exactly potentially how it's going to pan out but your vibe you are you know the ambience that you can create in any location you can control so what what how did you want your wedding day to be yes exactly so we um we the place is so beautiful to us already that we didn't actually want too much decoration we wanted it to be natural all our like colors were very like white beige natural tones with a little bit of light blue I definitely didn't want this typical Greek white and blue Um, so everything was sort of natural quite rustic like quite bohemian Um, we still had the the dress code was black tie for Saturday so we still wanted it to like we wanted the you know the way we were dressed to kind of also create a certain vibe because then the place is is very very rustic and and kind of casual so so for us the place very much spoke for itself um i got my inspiration on instagram like on on what lee with working with lisa like what she had done before pinterest yeah it's 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 i suppose it's the standard areas that you're going to go to for inspiration really pinterest and instagram are kind of i suppose where most people stop to gain their inspiration um it's it is a hard thing to know what to navigate when it comes to booking them and you know how much you want to invest or who you want to go with what what were your suppliers that were non-negotiables for you and that you know you kind of put the most emphasis on um so for us definitely the most important were lisa the wedding planner and tally our photographer Yeah, she's she is she's amazing, incredible. <laughs> yeah, and for those who don't know our listeners, she does a lot of work with um Gali Lahav and amazing kind of these high. What would you say, Laura? Like high contrasted. 
she's she is almost like she brings a fashion editorial vibe yeah. to her photography. Can that is that Sabina? the right track I mean being a model I, I don't know if you oh yes <laughs> why don't we ask you Sabina? other words for it but do, is that is that one of the reasons <laughs> that you picked her because yeah. she is she is a you know she's a contemporary um I, I would imagine uh yeah a more fashion-based lifestyle photographer rather than you know this traditional beautiful but wedding vibe what would what would you say she is yeah, we fell in love with her pictures. We found her on Instagram and we fell in love with her pictures. And it's actually, we actually, so what happened, we found Tali Photography and all her amazing pictures on Instagram. And then we looked at the weddings that we like on her Instagram, we looked at which are the weddings that are kind of like the most our style or that we like the styling of. And that's how we found Lisa. So they had worked together before as well, which was great for us. Um, and we actually didn't have a videographer. We just invested in a great photographer. Um, and yeah, great photographer, great planner, definitely the most most important ones for us. And then everything at um, Rock House was in-house, like the food, the cake, they organized everything for us. Um, so that was kind of, that made it easy that we didn't need a caterer, for example. Mm, yeah. And um, how did your hunt for the dress go? Because being a model, I presume that you've worn bridal wear before. Yes, I had worn lots of dresses. (laughs) Um, I thought I knew what I wanted. I had something in mind. Um, But somehow I think because it was like the dress kind of felt a little bit uh, insignificant in the times of like so much uncertainty. So I left the, the dress hunt too a little bit too late I didn't want to find it too early either so because I was kind of like you know who knows what I feel like who knows what's in in fashion or or kind of I see so much much fashion and dresses and all of this so I, I found it hard to think that I would decide on a dress like two years before or something um but then it actually became came quite difficult to find my dress because then due to COVID all the shops here were closed um I was doing I was doing a couple of home trials but that I just wasn't getting in the mood at all and I was really really struggling with the dress in the end actually and then um we escaped lockdown here for a couple of weeks and went to Dubai with my husband and that's actually where I ended up finding my dress um and it was um it's hard to explain you could you could see pictures on my Instagram but it looked nothing like it did when I wore it so it had it was really I did a lot of alterations to this dress but when I put it on like I tried so many dresses in Dubai you guys have no idea but when I put this dress on it somehow felt really good like I tried on so many uncomfortable dresses and I just wasn't willing to be uncomfortable the whole day the whole vibe of the event was more like a big party a big celebration I wanted everyone to be happy to feel good um so I also wanted to feel good so I didn't want any of these like super heavy uncomfortable dresses and I put this dress on it had sleeves it was very covered up because in Dubai they either have like super big sparkly dresses or then then quite covered up dresses um but somehow I had this vision in my head and I started 
removing the sleeves, opening up the slit, like lowering the, the neckline, removing the back. It was a completely closed back. So kind of open the back. And yeah, I, I, I usually say definitely wasn't love at first sight, but it was this like slow design process in my head to become my dream dress. Wow, that is so special that you were able to do that. Did you work with a tailor? I worked with the shop in Dubai where I bought the dress from. So it was a, a shop with, they always had, oh, like they had one dress each kind of. So they, they had lots of different designers, but they only had one dress. So it was like, this is the dress. If you want it, you put it on. And in, in Europe, when I was trying on dresses, the, all the bridal stores were kind of stressing me out. They're like, we have less than six months. Like this is a rush order. We don't even know if we have time. And in Dubai, I had, I think three days before I was going back. Um, and they were like, oh, don't worry. Like rush order is 48 hours. We can make this work. No problem. Oh my so gosh. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Tailored my dress in less than two days. I had three fittings. Um, and yeah, turned out incredible. So very happy and easy in the end for the last two days, but <laughs> took some time to get there. <laughs> it was obviously meant to be for you though, wasn't it? Like the thing, things are not always easy, but when something clicks and like how you said that you put this on and you tried on so many before and it just felt right, it was obviously meant to be your your dress for your day. So how, um, so you, you, you got it, made in Dubai did you then take it home with you when you left two days later or how did that all work yes so I took it back to Germany with me um which was I actually I bought another dress as well like the I changed into an evening dress later so I brought two two dresses with me um and then I was gonna bring it also of course from here to Mykonos. Um, but another funny, I feel like now that I'm saying all these things out loud, I'm like, oh God, it's like a funny story after each other. But um, believe it or not, I probably shouldn't say this out loud on like a podcast because I forgot my dress at home when we left to Mykonos. So I was at the <gasps> airport and I realized we had so many, no. I think we had six suitcases or something and we're standing, checking in at the airport and I go to my then fiance. I was like, I forgot my dress. And he's like, no, you got to be kidding me. I'm like, no, 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 I forgot my dress. Oh my God. I really quickly, yeah, I, I really quickly jump in a taxi, drive back home, stand outside my door and realize I don't have the keys. And I have to drive back to the airport without the dress for the second time. And we just have to jump on the plane and leave. And then, yeah, long story short, one of our friends had to to come and uh, get my dress and bring it to Mykonos safely. And <laughs> I'm forever thankful. Oh, my gosh. My two, two girlfriends who then <laughs> bought the dress back. That's crazy. Because that would be the thing. You would have been so stressed that you wouldn't have even thought about keys to get into your, your house. You would have just jumped in the first available cab screamed at them to get there as fast as they possibly can and then turn up and what like have to break a window to get into oh my gosh I can't even I can't even (laughs) (laughs) but I think this was kind of my my attitude with the wedding in general because so many things 
weren't in our control mm. because of, I mean, because of a destination wedding, but mainly because of COVID that we just, and I, my friends said this to me as well. They're like, you're really, really relaxed for a wedding. And, and I mean, we're both Virgos with my, my husband. We're actually not, not that relaxed. We're quite yeah. like specific about small details normally, but yeah. in this case, we just, just have to kind of let go a little bit. Oh my gosh. Well, good on you because I had this huge bout of anxiety just listening to that with you about your dress. So I'm so glad it got fixed and the girls, your girls got it over for you. But tell us about your wedding day because it looks like a dream. So were you all in the one place? How did it start with Love A Rundown? Yes. So, um, we, well, we had um, the legal ceremony in Finland like a couple of weeks before, just tiny with the closest family and my bridesmaid, oh, my uh, maid of honor. And then um, the Mykonos weekend, our wedding weekend started on Friday at Scorpios. So Scorpios was, which I told you before, kind of became my favorite place, um, but it's now a huge beach club. I don't remember how many thousands of people they can have there. So it wasn't a suitable event for the wedding as such, but we had the Friday event at Mykonos and then the Saturday was at Soho Rock House as well as the, the Sunday brunch. And um, we'd been, when we went to, to Soho Rock House the year before, I'd uh, done this yoga class there. They have a beautiful outdoor gym. And I'd done this yoga class with the most amazing yoga teacher there called Radhika. And I like, I just bursted into tears and it was, I don't know, it was so beautiful. And I was just doing this yoga class thinking, wow, this is how I could possibly start my wedding day here in a year's time. Um, and yeah, that's how me and my bridesmaids started uh, my wedding day. We had a yoga class. Radhika isn't teaching there anymore, but we, she's actually the, the wife of one of the owners. So we hunt her down. She came back hosted a class for us this time brought all of us to tears me and my all my bridesmaids mm. <laughs> um, and then um, we got ready on like the terrace of my room we had this huge terrace it was so nice to be able to get ready outside covered of course but like outside um, and then the ceremony was outside this little chapel on the Soho Rock House property and the the party though like the the um, dinner was there as well and then we finished off the night in uh, what now for to us became like the the coolest nightclub on Mykonos room 33 at <laughs> we've heard they've had good parties there before as well so that that was where where we finished off the night um yeah it was oh, it was such such a good day um and how many how many guests did you have? How many made it over from home? And was it was it a big wedding? So we were ninety three people altogether. That's a pretty good size for a destination wedding. Yeah, we'd sort of we we'd expected around maybe a hundred and twenty people originally, but we had some some friends drop out already early on. Um, just you know. We had to respect everyone's 
choice of not wanting to travel at the moment as well because mm. yeah COVID is something nobody has experienced before and, and everyone feels quite differently about it so of course we knew that it wasn't the the easiest times um to, or easiest time to travel um but yeah we had tests for everyone like three days everyone tested themselves so we tried to make sure that everyone felt comfortable and safe and yeah amazing and um what was your favorite detail of your wedding or favorite moment oh difficult one my husband asked me that in bed the next morning he's like oh what was your favorite part of the day and I was like oh all just of it? like the whole day <laughs> yeah all of it you know when you plan something for so long and then it suddenly happens and I was really being mindful during the day like I was like I really have to take this in this is happening now like the yoga in the morning getting ready with my girls ceremony everything but maybe I would say seeing my maybe walking down seeing like my dad right before and him him walking me down the aisle because he's he's quite a typical Finnish man not very emotional or (laughs) you know so just seeing him so so emotional I loved the ceremony was so cute um and we had a pretty cool entrance with smoke flares um kind of the first time we we um entered as Mr and Mrs Nielsen and yeah room 33 was pretty special as well so (laughs) clearly can't you yeah was there any um regrets or disasters apart from obviously leaving the wedding dress at the airport Yeah, that was like... I think I you can't get worse than that. <laughs> happened before. Like one job, remember the wedding, like that would be the first thing you'd probably bring with you, but we'll let that one slide. That, no, maybe <laughs> no. that was what had to happen for, for the wedding day to go so perfectly. Yeah, yeah. literally nothing. It exceeded all my expectations. I, I wouldn't change anything. Um you also had an attitude that was very much in, um, you know, it was really positive. And, you know, you mentioned earlier in our chat that you wrote this manifestation letter about how it was all going to happen and what was you were going to go and it was going to work through COVID and everything was going to be amazing. And it's funny, I, I had a conversation with a bride today we've you know being in in Australia we're having a lot of couples having to cancel and postpone their weddings again because we're um we're in half the country's in some pretty strict lockdowns again um and you know I just said to them it's like those that worry about rain always have rain on their wedding day and I feel like those that really go into their wedding planning with as carefree and as what will be will be attitude tend to have a really incredible time and it's almost like you're right it's almost like you've manifested this amazing day and really if leaving your dress was the only thing that happened along the way well that is you know you cannot ask for a smoother process that's pretty special yeah we we had no plan b at any point I think that was also it so we gave like in our heads there was no options there was mm-hmm. no option if it rained because the the dining area is not covered. It's like covered in this kind of straw roof or, you know, like it's not waterproof. So we mm-hmm. had no tent or anything. We had no 
no cover for rain. It can get really windy on Mykonos as well. That was actually one of my biggest worries, the wind, because Mykonos is known as the windy island. Oh, and, is it? Um, yeah. Wow. That's okay. Obviously something that you, you won't really know until before. And there's not so much that you can do about it. No. But we kind of left no room for it. Like we had no plan B. We, we just so strongly believed in that this is how it's going to be the entire time that, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not always as good as I was with that, like for the wedding, like with other things, I, I tell myself I should just believe in it more and it will happen because the wedding <laughs> really proved it to myself that, yeah, just, yeah, you just have to believe in it. Sometimes just go, go ahead and things will turn out great. Thanks for turn out. Well, Sabina, thank you so much for joining us. It was so nice to chat to you about your wedding day. It was really nice to be transported to the Greek islands because I know that right now there'd be a lot of people listening that would absolutely love to be there. So it's nice to live vicariously through your wedding day. And you did, you looked like you just... The, the looks on your faces and when we upload your episode and your episode goes live and all your images goes live, um, people will be able to really see how incredible the day looked to have been. The smiles on your faces just said it all. So thank you so much for joining us on the You and Me podcast. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. It was Thanks, really Sabina. lovely. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the You and Me podcast. If you're after any of the suppliers mentioned in today's episode, you can head on over to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast and jump into our episode release where we've tagged all these incredible suppliers featured in this interview. If you're a bride or groom and would like to chat to us about having your wedding featured on the You and Me podcast, you can send us a submission DM to our Instagram page at the You and Me podcast titled Real Couple Submission or message us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash the You and Me podcast. Leaving reviews, rating the episodes, sharing the love with all your loves and subscribing to our podcast really helps us to continue producing the amazing content designed just for you. So don't be shy. You can also follow our ordinary lives with Andy over at The Bridal Journey and Laura at Wonderlust Creative. Thanks for joining. Thanks for joining.